you dumb, beautiful fucker. Who wants to be in America's slash fit with Abraham Lincoln? Louisiana Purchase, that's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. Fast Files number five. Thank you for joining us. And joining me, as always, is my partner riding shotgun. It's Jonathan. And today in this installment, uh, like we said earlier, we'll be getting a slightly different schedule just because of the way things worked out. But today we'll be discussing the, the sixth and seventh installments in the Fast and Furious franchise. We got a double feature. That's right. And starting off, we'll be, we'll be hitting the, the sixth movie, this Fast and Furious 6, which released on May 24, 2013. This really kicks into like a, another stratosphere for the series because we're just getting right into it because it's just... From here on out, if you thought there's any sort of semblance of reality left in this series, it goes bye-bye with this one. Oh, no, it's gone. This is full anime bullshit. Granted, you could say the shit with Fast Five really starting this, but they just don't give no fucks. The stakes are raised to a point where people are fucking superhuman. Yeah, like the mask is off. The reality is gone out the window. We left it in the dust. And I thank this series so much for it, because holy fuck. Uh, but just a little bit of information uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of it. I thought it was interesting that this movie, it set a new opening weekend benchmark for the series. It, it, it scored $96 million its opening weekend. And, and over the course of four days, it earned $117 million, making it one of the biggest memorial... They weaken openings ever. Jesus Christ. How, like, what was the budget for the movie? Like, what's the, like, profit from that? The budget of the movie was $160 million. Wow. So, yeah, on, on, it earned $117 million within the first, first opening weekend. And gross total, it made $788.7 million. Fucking shit. And also, we will say this is the last movie. Uh, that Justin Lin directed because he'll he'll be absent for the next couple of films, mm-hmm. but he will return with Fast Nine. So this it makes his last directorial effort in the series for the moment. Alrighty, it opens up it seemingly like immediately after Five. You see like Dom and Brian like zipping around on the fucking breakneck corners of Spain somewhere. I legit got vertigo in some of those shots <laughs> for real. Because, like, granted, we were also watching these movies on our big, swanky, 65-inch, high-def TV. So, a lot of like, these next two movies really popped on our new setup. Yeah, because we, we just recently got a new home theater setup, and holy fuck. Just imagine watching Fast Five, seeing, like, the fucking safe bullshit. Yep, start it over. Let's go! <laughs> we watch all the movies with our big-ass new TV. Hell yeah, let's do it. But I, I think it's just, it's just sort of like a sort of a visual continuity for the film. Ended off with a race. We start off with a new one. But basically, 
It's Dom and Brian racing to the Spanish monastery where Mia is giving birth to Brian's child. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be there for the birth of my kid. I'm going to be racing. I got to go fast. <laughs> I, gotta... I can't process my feelings unless I'm going fast. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, one thing I just thought was funny is that um, – I guess Vin Diesel will just like make my boys baby blues look good in this film because <laughs> Paul Walker was just popping in this movie for real. Yeah, I'll, I'll do. Although I do wonder if it's if it's like a um, Elijah Wood scenario, like oh they they digitally enhanced his eyes because no human being's eyes are that blue. And it's like guess what, bitch? They're real. They're real. So um, they get to the monastery just in time for me to have her baby, and it's, they have a bouncy new baby boy named Jack. Dad to the family. The family. And in the previous episode, we were talking, you know, they, they, they were just teasing the tip. They did not really go in with the family meme. Oh, boy. Do these next two movies alone make up for the lack of family? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm grateful we didn't do the family drinking game in these two because we would have been, like, on the floor. And that's not including any sort of extra for the hell of it shots we would have taken. No, because uh, you you wrote down how many there were, right? Yeah, I, w- I wrote down there are a total of 11 families said in, in Fast 6. Oh, my God. And just, uh, we get our first family mentioned 15 minutes into the film. Respectable length. Uh, all right, you know. Get, have a little foreplay first before we get into it. Because it took, like, what, over an hour before we got the first family in five? Yeah, it was, or, or it was like an hour, 30 minutes. It was something, like, ridiculously long. I was like, come on now. You know you want to say it, goddammit. And then the, the new baby, and then there's, like, like a swanky, like, anime opening for the movie. Yeah. Where it's basically just recapping everything that's happened up to this point. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. Which I don't know why you would jump on this, like, movie in the sixth movie in the franchise. I mean, literally every movie is somebody's starting point. I mean, I mean, hell, like, I, I'm just imagining, like, people whose first movie was, like, Infinity War. Or, yeah, like, no, my mom's first Marvel movie she ever watched was Infinity War. <laughs> because, but your mom has, like, a weird fucking relationships with, like, watching sequels before the first movie. Yeah, she's like, um, I watched the sequel first, and if it's good enough, I go back to watch the first one. That's how she's been for the last several years. <laughs> you know, if that works for her, you know, that's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of cases, sometimes the sequel is a little so-so, and that, when she goes back to watch the previous one, it's better experience. Oh yeah, but then, but then, like for, for someone her age, she she asks a remarkably few amount of questions. She's just there for it. She just takes it in and just here we go. I'm here for the ride. <laughs> and speaking of ride, we have some new folks along for the ride. Um, we have the Rock doing his thing, but he's, he we have a new lady cop friend, and that's <laughs> the very recently canceled Gina Carino. Oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, transphobia kills kids. That's the <laughs> message of this movie, so don't be a fucking twat. Yeah, transphobia, not even once. <laughs> Fast Six says trans rights. <laughs> Essentially. Because we'll, we will get to how this bitch dies in this movie, and holy shit, does she get got. Yeah, spoiler alert, I guess. So, yeah, there's there's some, some weird bad hanky-panky going on. And uh, they think, like, oh, we got the Toretto gang in our sights. So, but actually, it's just fake Dom that The Rock goes into the interrogation room with 
And then he just straight up Superman just bashing around, just slapping him around the fucking interrogation room, knocking holes in the walls and ceiling. It's just like, fuck his Miranda rights. Fuck his any sort of, like, it was kind of troubling. I was like, damn, The Rock doesn't give a fuck. Like, I think even, like, Vic Mackey would be like, damn, bro, you need to calm the fuck down. Because he straight up, like, pulls, like, incredible Hulk shit. Yeah, because, like, he just literally just picks it up by the scrap of his deck and just, like, like, just, like, Hulk and, like, Avenger just slapping that dude on the ground back and forth. And, and I mean, and, like, and like we said earlier, this is when it gets into bullshit anime territory. But this isn't the point where the characters have superpowers just yet. But, but like, we're getting, we're getting, like, the first tease. At least they're setting the stage a little bit. Yeah. So, like, there, there's a new baddie in town, and they're trying to get all their stuff together. Because the bad guy that's running that's running roughshod across the town with their new, like, high-stakes, like, vehicular uh, theft, uh, the old-face uh, Letty is a part of it. Because if uh. we saw the end of the last one, Letty wasn't dead after all. She just turned up in a weird, like, theft gang. It's like, we ripped off a, a train of trucks, and now... She's up to no good. But but what? But where is she? How do she survive? They they go into it. They they they, they get on the investigation train. Also, I just love how like the first clue that something's up is like oh they, they like the rock and uh, bitch they go to the scene <laughs> of the crime and and you just see like a fucking car sticking out of the side of a building. Yeah, and it's just. I think Ludacris at one point calls it vehicular warfare, <laughs> which like from like I remember the trailers for when this movie came out and that was that line was in the trailer and I'm like I was like, Oh man, this is fucking stupid. I'm never gonna watch the, this bullshit. Here we are in twenty twenty one. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> fast and uh maybe we could also say furiously. Maybe so. The Rock somehow instant Goku transmissions to 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 uh, uh, Dom's loft in Spain, where like he like he's in bed with the cop girl from Five. They're still together, Elena. Elena. And then uh, he the Rock's out there is like, "Hey, Dom, shit's going down." It's like, "Okay, man, let me let me finish uh, building this engine on my like swanky balcony and let me look at your police file." Yeah, while uh, old uh, Brazilian chick is just. Very conspicuously covered, but enough to show that that fucking ass. And yeah, side boob. The first ass of the movie, with of course it, it being fast, just lots of ass. Oh yeah. So the Rock lets lets them all know that hey, Lady's alive and she's doing all this this wiggity woo bullshit. And then the Dom's like, all right, we got to get the family together to save the family. So he puts out the call, and, and then it's sort of like smash cut to show where like. All the characters are at at this time. And, and one of the funniest ones is uh, Roman Tyrese's character, where he's just in this fucking airplane with a bunch of bitches, and he's just, <laughs> you, you know, he, he's just trying to show off his money and do, every, you know, just, you, you know, being a poor job at being a ladies' man. So, like, he has all, all these ladies in there, and he's like, okay, gals, we're about to have a good time in Las Vegas. And he gets, bring, bring. And it's like, what? Shit's going down with a family. I'm on my way. Turn this plane around. <laughs> and he's like, he gives all those those girls like a a voucher because you know he like throws their asses out the plane. Yeah, and what does it, it? And then it shows like the side of the plane, and it says something like it's Roman bitches. Or, it says it's Roman bitches on the side of this private jet. You know, if I had a private jet, I would put some dumb shit on it too. So, um, so yeah, so that that's Roman. Then we cut to Ludacris, who's like. 
ripped to shit in this movie now. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, that in Too Fast, he was, you know, he was ludicrous as we knew him in the mid-2000s. You no, know, you're like, you know, like a reasonably fit, big Afro guy. And now he's like this clean-cut... Like, like, just cut, rip, just dude. fucking shredded. It's not. It's the next movie where he he does the kung fu shit, right? Yeah, because like Ludacris, like I think of anybody in the series, Ludacris has had the biggest like upgrade in terms of like his position and the plot and his overall powers. For real, because like you know, like Brian, he he's had he's had his character arc already, I and. Mean, up until, you know, he's no longer in the series. I mean, you know, he's kind of just there. You know, Dom really doesn't change much. And neither do a lot of the other characters. But fucking Ludacris was just like, I'm doing fucking just illegal street races. And then by five, I'm just like this world-class hacker. World-class hacker with world-class abs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we find out he has, like, fucking... Kung Fu martial arts skills. All right. Cool. Yeah, we get we get a little taste of that in seven, but we'll get to that in a sec. But if, 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 there's, if there's like a little like ticker chart of like the little like of the of the line bars going up going up, everybody has like a pretty like steady trajectory up as they get wilder into into fantasy. But you just see like Ludacris is like little a little down low, then shoot straight up. He just goes straight to anime protagonist. But yeah, he's in. Uh, I forget where it's been a while since we've watched these, but he's in some country. Uh, you know, smack talking with these guys. He ends up hacking an ATM and with his phone or some shit. Yeah, with his phone, and he's like basically the Robin Hood of this area. Yeah, like our, our rip car riding Robin Hood. So he gets the call. He heads out. Then we cut to um, China or Korea. Uh, yes, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember, but it's uh, Giselle and Han. This out of all of them was probably like the coolest introduction because you know they're just having like tea in this open air like alley with like you know for folks around and like the fucking five O's show up and it's like like gun pointed and they're just like they snap to like battle mode couple mode. Yeah, it's like it's, going like back to back guns pointed, just like it's like imagine like Mister and Mrs. Smith meets the Matrix. Then they hand the piece of paper. Uh, we have word out for you that you may want to find out about. It's like hmm, we coming. Dom gets the gang back together. Uh, the Rock fills them in on the people that are coming after him, and it's Deckard Shaw. Which Shaw is it? No, Deckard is the is that the, Jason Statham? Jason Statham kid. Okay, then Luke Evanson's Shaw. And basically the uh, the anti-gang, where, you know, everyone is a... Owen Shaw is, is Luke Owen, Evans. Owen Shaw, okay. I don't know. Anywho. Uh, I mean, technically, he is the most compelling, or at the very least, threatening villain they've had this entire series. Yeah. Because all the rest of them come and just like, oh, they're just like a stuffy dude in the suit who, like, has, like, a drug ring, and they fuck shit up, and they have, like, other bad folks that do shit for him. Owen Shaw has, like, you know, he himself is, like, I'm a capable badass on my own. I also have my whole badass crew is equally badass and, and uh, parallelly badass to all the people on the fast team. Yeah, because they got, they got a big guy. They got, you know, <laughs> <laughs> these vague defining <laughs> traits to these characters. I, and I love how, like, Tyrese, after he has, like, his hungry moment. Because, uh, of course. And, and, and he literally breaks it down for you how each member of the bad guy team lines up with each member of the fast team. In case you didn't get it. <laughs> Which I will say, like, probably one of my biggest criticisms of this movie is that is such a cool concept and they don't really execute it 
really well. It's just it's sort of an idea they introduce that they don't really develop on because like I could see like these guys being the sort of the villains for like you know and like a two or three movie arc. Yeah, because I feel like I like I love the idea of them having their evil duplicates. I think this is technically the longest one up to this point. So we didn't really get much time to, to see their individual abilities or, like, individual, like, traits until, like, really towards, like, the very end. And then sort of, like, or outside of a few few members, they're kind of just like, oh, he, here's a faceless bad guy that's, like, my evil opposite. Yeah, like, they they don't really... And, and, you know, I'm, like, I keep saying every episode, this is Fast and Furious. I'm not expecting fucking the pinnacle of character development. But, you know, it's like getting a little bit of those characters would have been nice. And even, like, not every character meets their their duplicate either. Like, I think, like, Giselle kills the Tyrese surrogate fairly early in the movie. Yeah. And, you know, Tyrese doesn't get a chance to interact with that person. And, and, and you know, by, by the end, the major people do. But, I don't know, I thought it would be cool to just at least have, like, some sort of confrontation with, like, their, their quote, shadow self, for the lack of a better term. Yeah, because, like, that, that's one of my favorite things about, like, a big Shonen series. When you introduce the bad guys at the beginning and they whoop everybody's tail. And they're all very, like, singular and stand out. And then, like, like everybody gets their one-on-one fight, more or less, with their, you mm-hmm. know, counter part which like i said did we get a little bit of but you know unfortunately that just wasn't that was a a great idea that just wasn't well put together but we do get a a sense of how badass these people are because like we find out that they're about to hit knock over something in england so that that's where a majority of the film takes place or a lot of the film takes place in london and so they go to like this big like secret place they have fake dom go in there to like meet up with shaw and he's like blah 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 and he, and, he, and shaw gets into this like fucking dark night dune buggy <laughs> which like all right that that was fucking rad and then like he sets off like all these massive explosions that Domino, this parking structure that literally, I guess every cop and SWAT person in England was on because they all get blown the fuck up. It's just like, bye. So the only people left to stop them are, of course, the fast crew. Yeah, and they get their ass handed to them, which I will say, you know, I was, you know, earlier criticizing, you know, how there were some missed opportunities with gang, but I do like how this really establishes the the stakes of everything because. Up until this point, at least for the past few movies, the gang have sort of been on top of everything. They, they've had obstacles and stuff like that, but like, you know, in Fast Five, they were able to handle everything for the most part. This is the first time they've just got fucking their ass handed to them. It's like, like, you really see the states and we say, that, oh, these guys are capable. Because like when you see um, them being, they're chasing out through. Um, the streets of London. They have all, all these wackety gadgets. Like they shoot like this little controller bebop on their cars that they can control remotely. And it's it causes like it's like a little e- like mini EMP dart thing. Which uh, I, I was kind of hoping they would bring back the EMP like claw thing from Fast Two. God, that thing was that, that was like so extra, and I love it. it. It was so weirdly out of place, and I was like, uh, I was. And considering like how how many sort of callbacks there are in six and seven. I figured they might they may try to pull that one back, but I guess they didn't think about the, the, the robot claw. But anyhow, they can turn on and off the car, so they make Roman and Ludacris just crash spectacularly. Oh man, and it's yeah, like they they eat shit, and, and it's like oh, the, any normal person would be dead, but thanks to like the fast plot armor, 
not even their clothes are wrinkled. Oh, oh, we'll get into plot armor when we get to seven. But yeah, th- yeah, this movie like it's because you know they have the fucking Dark Knight go kart thing, and, and then of course you know it's just like the way it's made, it gets like up under the cars and flips them and shit. Cause it has like a very sharp like front end that it allows it to slip underneath cars and like throw them off. And like we, we're given like I guess Brian's counterpart, it's just like just like bold hard lady. And because uh, apparently there's two go karts, and you, they, they think they're chasing Shaw, but actually there's a switcheroo at some point. She comes in with a second Doom buggy and tricks them around. Because at, at the end, uh, the only people left driving are Dom and Brian, of course. And so Brian gets right up on with the guys he's tailing, and then they pull some really cool shit where the bad guys move their SUV out of the way, and here comes old bitch with like her car driving t- toward them. Slips underneath Brian, flips his car twenty feet in the air. I was like, "Oh, that was slick." Yeah, and then they they get the fuck away, you know, of course. And Ludacris has his moment because there was that one plot element in two where you know he's like hit a wall going fuck load an hour or whatever, and now I can't drive, and and now that like triggered his PTSD or some shit. Yeah, because I remember like, yeah, didn't he have like a a traumatizing one. It's like, yeah, I got out of the racing game because I had a bad accent. But then, like, <laughs> I feel ca- capable of trying to get crash again. Yeah, and then they, they, it's like one, like, passing comment never brought up again. But, uh, yeah, and then after this point, uh, this is where the movie gets really hazy for me. Yeah, I will say that, I mean, I'm grateful that I kind of wrote my play-by-play notes, but trying to think to myself what it was, I've had a hard time recalling it because like we we like overall we enjoyed six, but like outside of the big set pieces, the like the plotty plots kind of just like air. Yeah, because it's and granted like all the fast movies kinda have this problem to an extent, but like comparing it to five, you, you know, the, the the slower parts were interesting, you know, and it's also a heist movie. So you're trying, they're laying out how they're going to break into this bank to steal this guy's money, blah, blah, blah. And, and there's, you know, there's something a little more engaging to it. But this is just like a series of them, like, tracking certain people down to find out, to find someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone about Owen Shaw. Yeah. So, you know, it's sort of a series of events that, take place that ultimately ultimately lead to you know the the two big set pieces at the end yeah and because there's a whole bit like the, the girls on the team giselle and um bitch gina carino they try to like oh we know someone that works gets parts for shops we're gonna go talk to them which leads to owen's team finding out about them and sort of like roughing them up which leads to Owens, one of Owens' team members, I guess the Tyrese analog, he being killed by Giselle, which sort of like starts to break up the bond, or not even not bond, but like starts to break up the feelings Letty has about the whole situation. Just like obviously she's, you know, she remembers all her fighting and driving skill, but like she has like this weird like feeling like, why do I know you, Dom? But then like when Shaw's team member gets killed and he's just sort of like yeah whatever he's dead just like that ain't right man you ain't a family this isn't a family but then you know shaw goes into his whole motivation which was you know he's like i want efficiency you know and if someone's not pulling their weight then they get capped basically also at this time uh because at the end of the big uh that first big 
action set piece where the gang gets their ass kicked. Dom and Letty have an interaction and she shoots him. And, and of course, you know, Vin Diesel, unfazed. He, the next scene, he's just pulling a bullet out. I mean, it's it's like what happened in 4. He, he tanked a bullet shot to his shoulder. He just kept walking. He just didn't give a fuck. So, you know, they he pulls the bullet out, and, you know, of course, it's this one particular bullet that only goes to one particular gun. So they, they have to go to this, like, dumpy-ass pawn shop where they beat up on some old dudes in a pawn shop who are illegally selling guns because guns are illegal in the U.K. And, yeah. As in, like like we said, there's a lot of, like, just, like, circuitous breadcrumb trail to get to the find the next little clue to get to where Shaw is. To, like, them, okay, we got all our cars trashed. We got to get new cars. So Tej and the Rock go buy, a, buy new cars from this stuffy British dude. And there's this really long, protracted bit of them embarrassing him after he was snooty to them earlier. Well, not only was he being snooty, he was being low-key racist, too. So, you know, like, the... The Rock and, and uh, Ludacris like make basically embarrass this guy and make him strip because he was being a fucking rich racist asshole. You, you people of your kind cannot buy cars here. <laughs> and then it's like, bitch, I buy all the cars. I buy all the cars. Watch me, bitch. And, and then of course you know they're doing this so they can build like a supercar. Yeah, because like they'll buy all these like very specific richy cars to like trick them out in just the right way so each person can get their own kind of car and drive it their own kind of way and take lead back from the the baddies which leads to another bit i forget exactly how we get here but you know we're here anyway yeah where the gang that was spying on the car parts guy dina carino giselle han and tyrese I love, I love how we can't keep straight <laughs> who we call by their character names and who we call by their real name. In, anyhow, mm-hmm. um, they run into a, a gaggle of the baddies, and this leads to like a, to some smaller but still really tight action scenes. You have Dina Carino versus Letty. Which is, as far as like one-on-one fights goes, probably the best in the series. It's like, I love Michelle Rodriguez. She's a, she's a great action hero. Like one of the few like straight action stars for women and, you know, Dina Carino is a piece of shit, but they have a really cool fight. Yeah, I mean, she's she was originally a UFC star, so, you know, she knows how to make this shit look cool. And then um, the second fight is Joe Taslam from The Raid and tuned to be the new Sub-Zero in the Mortal Kombat reboot. His, quote, fight, it's just him beating the shit out of Han and uh, Tyrese. Which, which I think I read some or saw somewhere where Justin Lin, you know, wanted to make a point of showing, you know, Han didn't automatically know Kung Fu, you know, sort of break the uh, the stereotype that, you know, all Asians know some form of martial arts. To their credit, like, neither of them are, like, martial artists, but they're, like, capable fighters in, in their own way. But yeah. Of course, you have Joe Tassum, who's literally one of the best movie martial artists around. He just, like just slaps the fuck out of him. Yeah, like, I mean, he, like you said, he was in The Raid, which is, like, people say are some of the best action movies in the past, like, 20 years. He was in, I, um, it, he, They Come For Us at Night, which is a fucking brutal-ass, great uh, action movie. Mm-hmm. But, holy shit, he, he's good in that, too. Isn't he in one of the John Wick movies, too? I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I wouldn't I, I, put I know, it past I, him. I know some of The Raid guys are in that movie. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was him, but... 
particularly. So uh, he he he, uh, he pulls out all these crazy moves. I love how he at the end of the fight he just sort of does this com- this combo move and knocks them both out because he he does this like drop kick on Roman, kicks him through a plain glass. And then as he's falling, he elbow drops on top of Han and, and kicks his ass. Then he just scampers off. And then they're both like, yeah, let's not tell Dom about this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no one needs to know about this. It's like, because cause they got fucking clowned on. <laughs> In front of God and everybody. And then, because uh, eventually Letty gets away from uh, Gina Carino. So they, it tells that they have just another, like, substantial loss. So, like, you really can see, like, how dangerous they are. But, uh, but we will say Owen Shaw realizes how dangerous they are, too. So, like, there's, a, there's this, like, rising sort of, like, not respect, but, like, just, like, a, a awareness of, like, okay, I, we, we can't fuck around with these people. Yeah, it's like, because each encounter they incre- incrementally get is a more successful than the last, even if. At, by the end, it becomes like a Pyrrhic victory. But then we, we need some more info. So the Rock and uh, Gina Carino, they go to his, like, CCTV warehouse where the Rock <laughs> handshakes a man into submission. They get over credit. I mean, uh, uh, evidence of, the, mm-hmm. of all of Shaw's crime. He literally just grabs his hand and fucking breaks it, essentially. Because the Rock... What sort of uh, rights do you have as an individual? Because fuck you. And there's also this side beat where Brian, as a way to like find out what happened to Letty, but also sort of overcome his own guilt for setting up the plot that would get Letty like damaged or killed. He goes to he he sneaks into jail with the with the shithead FBI agent from Four. Yeah, because cause they're like, yeah, because how is he doing this? Oh, he's in bed with Braga, and, and me and Pat were like. Who? Oh, the villain from four. That that one guy that no one fucking remembers. But yeah, because of course, because it's about Letty, and Letty was sort of the the plot coupon for four. to callbacks to four. But then I remember, like, why did they have to go to jail? It, it, like, I, 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 reasons, reasons that are not logical. Because fuck logic. When you got cars, <laughs> yeah. Because like Brian's in jail for all of ten minutes, and Braga comes in like. Literally five seconds after they close the door, and he gives this whole spiel like how Owen propped him up to be like this, gave him the money and the resources to help sort of like get his sort of empire started in Mexico or wherever they were, and then sort of like they have they like sort of they're working together, and even though he's in jail, like he still got some 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 strings, or like because he's gone. Owen has to work harder and makes him more dangerous. And then Brian is just like tearfully like, no, fuck you, man. You fucked up Letty. And so Brock and his goons, they break in the door. And apparently we learned that Brian's signature move is just a fucking headbutt, people. Because <laughs> him and Dom both in these next two movies just like headbutt the fuck out of people. And they're just like bashing folks in their head with their own head. Yeah, and, you know, they, they try to fight Brian. Brian just brutalizes him. And then he gets some more info out of Braga, but I don't remember what it was. It's not important. We got to get to the tank. We got because, like, we cut back to the gang doing shit. Ted invents a, a, a NOS-powered grappling gun. Because, you know, it's been a while since we've seen the NOS. <laughs> this is how they bring it back with this... Nice power gun. I'm like, yes, I do appreciate them making like nods to the older, more sane parts of their franchise. But it, it just adds to the insanity, and which I love. Brian, I mean, not Brian, Dom is like, I know, Liddy. She she can't keep her racing jeans down. 
So he just wanders out in the street, happens to find a street race where Letty also is like, I got a race to my feelings away because I don't think I feel comfortable with these baddies and he's there too. So they have a race in the streets. I can't cut. I can't deal with my feelings like an adult. I got to race them away. So the Dom's like, I'm going to challenge Letty to race because this will jog our memories. And so they, they, they race around. They hit, they both hit the nice. And I, and I love how they did this shit where like, it wasn't the CG like light speed, but they did have a little bit of nod, which is like, Letty gets thrown back in her seat when she yeah. hits it. But she hits it too early, so she loses. They, they have like this sort of emotionally complicated talk, essentially. It's like, who are you? It's just it's the who are you? <laughs> who, 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 who? And Dom takes off his sunglasses. Yeah, and, and then just he gives... He, doesn't he give her the necklace or something? Yeah, he gives her the necklace back. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the cross. And so she's just like, okay, I'm... Uh, there's something going on with you. There's something going on with him. I got to figure this out. So she drives away. And the second she drives away, old Shaw, he drives up. It's like, hey, man, I know that was your side chick or that was your chick back in the day, but she works for me now. And she's a badass bitch and she don't need no man. Except and the, for and, me. And, and then Dom has a fucking green dot pop up on him because he has a sniper. But then Owen gets green dot put on him because the rock is in the corner. Just like, do it, bitch. I do think it was funny that apparently the, the sniper guy was Han's analog in the movie. Was yeah. that what the, was that was the setup there? I don't remember. It, it, I tried to like because I remember he has a fight with him at the very end. But anyhow, they're like, okay, we got guns at each other's backs, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna back away and reconvene for some bullshit. So at this point, they realize that, the, that Owen's after this like super duper like special military ship that does something important. So the rock hightails it to like whatever fortress that they're being held at. He makes a Walls of Jericho reference. Yeah. Um, good bit because you know wrestling. And then the bad guys they they do some bo- some boogity boo. They steal some shit. So they steal a, a big truck. But inside the truck is a tank. Is a tank. And they just sort of drive this tank out of the fucking like truck and start just mashing shit up, like on the sidewalk like. People what, die. Like, people are straight up turning to hamburger because he just, they're just driving this tank 100 miles per hour, just like burling on top of people in their car, just like killing the fuck out of some people. Yeah, it's, it's fucking intense. And, and it's just, and honestly, it felt like the climax of the movie. And I remember when this, uh, checking the runtime when this scene was over. And we still had 30 minutes left. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> what? Because, like, this felt like, you know, the big climactic scene. You see the, the, all the gang, they're in their car, their new super special individual cars, and they're zip-zopping around, chasing after the tanks, and, like, trying trying tricks, but all the tricks fail. It was leads to a great bit from Ludacris. It's like, plan A, plan B didn't work. We're going to need more alphabets. <laughs> Cause like he, cause he's not driving in this one. He's just like the, he's just shot calling and I'm like maneuvering people around. So they're like driving around. Roman gets trapped in front of the tank. So, but he's like using his car to slow it down so they don't just mash more people on this on this. Apparently, this highway that's like 150 feet in the air or something. Cause like a bit's got vertigo again during this sequence. <sighs> oh, for real, especially when they. They attach the tank to something, and then they knock it off, and then it's used as, like... Or, or was it the car that's used as yeah, the Yeah, because, like, Tyrese, he... Uh, 
uses the grappling thingy to hook the wreckage of his car to the tanks. That's right. So, but he hops in the car with Brian as they drive off, and then they're able to maneuver. Once the tank drives over Tyrese's old car, they knock that car off the bridge, so it's just dangling. But the but the tanks, of course, not it's too heavy to be pulled off with it, but it is slowing it down. Yeah, and. This all, like, you know, the tank's blowing shit up. It's crushing shit. They're trying to do everything they can. It all culminates to this point where Dom ends up saving Letty by jumping across this, like, 20-foot median that falls to nothing at the bottom. It's basically two highways kind of, of course, right next to each other. But at this point, Letty, like, she realizes that for real, for real, Owens is baddie, bad, bad. Yeah. After seeing it mash like 150 people on the on the fucking freeway, and so she they they pull this trick where I think she's getting like got like her car is being squished too. Mm-hmm. So what happens is that Dom's like jump. So she's like everybody's going 150 miles per hour. She jumps out of her car. He jumps out of his car. But then when they collide midair, the force of I guess Letty like falling into him like they both collide and crash into a car happens to be there on the side of it and soft enough just to take both of them out. Yeah, and then, you know, she's like, how did you know that car was going to be there? I didn't. So they, they literally say, oh, it was just blind luck that we survived it all. I forget, how do they stop, Shaw? Do they... Well, because the, you know, the the Roman's car, or what used to be Roman's car, is hanging off the bridge, but it gets caught on something and ends up, you know, stopping the tank. Because I remember, because I think, okay, this is the movie, and then it ends kind of quietly, so it feels like this is a little anticlimactic. So they got Shaw all locked up with the baddies, and you start thinking, like, hold on, aren't there, weren't there more of these people, you know, or a few more of these? When they go back to the um, the fortress and they realize, oh, they sold this tank because there's a super chip in it, and Shaw's like, ha, I got you where I want you. It was all part of my plans. You realize the other people, they were wherever else, so so. They snuck up on Mia and Elena and the baby, and so, like, Mia sacrifices herself. She gets caught, and Elena gets away with the baby. And so we're like, hey, uh, we'll let Mia go, or we'll keep Mia safe if you give us this super mega chip. And they're like, fine. And he gives him the chip. <laughs> well, first, the, uh, one of the army guys is like, fuck off, no. And then Rock pulls out his hand cannon, and he's like, you go to let him go. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, you know, me, I'm just like, don't let the dude get the thing. Because it's funny, like, the guy was like, oh, we, we can't get the, ch- the chip to Shaw because, you know, this will put millions of people in danger. And then the second he has a gun point, he's like, give him the chip. Yeah, so Priority they, they end up giving him the chip. They walk out, uh, they walk away, and then they form the final plan to stop Shaw. Well, well there is one other thing we like. As they're leaving, Shaw's like, oh, oh yeah. are you coming, babe? And the camera cuts to Letty, like you think, oh, she's about to turn. But then it cuts to Gina Crino. She's like, coming, babe. So Gina Crino was a, not only is she a transphobe, she was working with the baddies the whole time. She was a fucking plant. This is what Holocaust denial does to you kids. It turns you into a bitch. <laughs> so they're going to take the mega ship and fly away in their big ass plane. This big ass cargo plane. That apparently, that is on this 30-mile <laughs> runway. Because, like, the, the final sequence is them chasing after this cargo plane as it's going to take off. But then, like, the sequence lasts about 15, 20 minutes. 
And so like, you're thinking like, wait, they've been driving for a long time. How long is this runway? I think if someone did the math and it would be somewhere between like 28 to 30 miles, which the longest runway in the world, I think, is like seven. So it's three times as long as any real four, life. Four times. Four times as long as any real runway. So and, and, and that said, it's a pretty sick sequence. Oh, yeah. This is one some of the top tier action that's in the series. Because and, and, I remember, like, up until, like, the, the sequence with the tank, I, you know, I was with the movie, but it was, I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of more on the level of, like, Fast 4 or, you know, some of the other ones where it was just kind of like, okay, yeah, this is fun, but get to the good shit, get to the good shit. And when it does get to the good shit, it's really good shit. And because, like, the, the, the gag of the, the final sequence is then, like, they're driving all their little special cars that, and they're using their NOS guns to, like... To hook the sheet of harpoon into the into the plane and basically just sort of try to pull the plane back out of the sky with their five or six cars, essentially. Because that's how that works. So like they're all having like their individual little like scraps, but you know, with their evil counterparts on the side. And you see the big boys, the, the big characters. They all run up on this. Like you have like Owen and Gina and. The big motherfucker that <laughs> that works for Shaw. That fucking Brock Lesnar looking motherfucker. He was like he to at least try to explain how big this motherfucker is. He makes the Rock look small, and that's saying something because the Rock is big and not as sweaty as he was in Five, but he's still sweaty. Grant, yeah, because they weren't in Rio, like they weren't in Cuba or Rio de Janeiro, so he wasn't like just flop sweat from the tropical heat. <laughs> So he has like a, a like a just elevated perspiration because it's them and then like Dom, Brian, and Letty, and then Mia because she's trapped on there. So everybody's having their little scraps, and then they, they have their big scrap. Like Letty's like she starts fighting Gina Carino in the fucking plane, just like whip shitting, and then the, the other the other big dudes they're fighting. Then they have like this like tag team moment with the dudes where where Dom and Brian literally pull out like the fucking doomsday device finishing move. Yeah. Just like, you no, know, the, the Rock and Dom fight the big dude in Shaw. So, like, Dom grabs him by the legs and then fucking Rock clotheslines and knocks his ass off. I think Brian's more so there. He, he, he gets some licks in and he helps get me out. And eventually they get off in a car, they drive away, which leads to a little scrap with uh, the lady in the doom buggy and they fucking kill her yeah yeah she eats shit and then um speaking of eating shit <laughs> my favorite part of this movie holy fuck of course letty and gina Carino have round two and they, they get they get beat up and they fight and then the rock tosses letty a fuck the fucking nos powered harpoon gun and she's just like wrong team bitch pow <laughs> shoots the fucking <laughs> gina Carino with a fucking harpoon gun and, and not only does she shoots her with a harpoon gun. She flies out of the plane and then just eats shit. Just <laughs> She's just like, fuck you, bitch. This is what you get for being a fucking bigoted cunt. So, like... Even though this movie came out years before that. What, like, a long-ass time ago. So, like, there's a very recent catharsis that comes <laughs> with just seeing Gina Carino eat shit. And so, the, the, they, they wrap up their big fight. Dom does a flying headbutt knocks out the, the big fucker and then Dom like yeets Owen Shaw out of the fucking plane. Yeets him. Similar to Gina Carano but not as bad. But yeah, he, he shit supposedly dies maybe. I don't know. So then it then it's the Giselle and Han stuff. Yeah, because like everybody's in their little scrap of dudes on, on their little cars fighting like, you know, like, like uh, Ludacris and 
uh, Tyrese, they fight their doppelgangers and they run them off road and they get exploded. And then it's Giselle, Han, and their, their couple of like baddies, which leads to uh, another death in the film. Death, you, you see, because they're they're like fighting on top of the car, and then Giselle is sliding off the top of her car. And Han's trying to hold on to her while the sniper guy is about to, like, kill Han. So she makes a, a sacrifice move. She lets go of Han, and as she's falling, she shoots the sniper guy, and he falls over. And so she hits the, the sidewalk, and it the, dies. Dies. But, of course, we don't see the body. And then we, we learn in, this, in the next film that Owen survived his, like, 100-mile-per-hour scrap on the runway. So... There's still a point of people out there. It's like Giselle can come back. Oh yeah, but if the, Han can come back after his what happens to him at the end of Tokyo Drift, yeah, he, yeah, I think Giselle can come back. Yeah, at any spoiler time. for Han he, <laughs> when Wonder Woman stops making fuck tons of money. Yeah, so Han is like no, so he he picks up the dude. Throws him into the fucking turbine of the plane. Which you, you knew that was going to happen to somebody. It just is like, who's going to get, like, splintered in this? So it, it's the sniper guy. He blows up a turbine, and the plane's all wobbly, and, like, shit's blowing up. So they cut their so they cut their cord, I think. Mm-hmm. So the only people, like, left to the, to the plane is the car that Mia and Brian are in. And so Mia's driving her car because Brian was, like, trying to shoot the, at, the, at the evil bitch. So basically... Mia pulls down this entire fucking plane with her fucking Mini Cooper, and yeah. this, and this bitch blows the fuck up, just gaboom. <laughs> and then as this giant flaming wreckage of a plane is like being dragged across the ground, guess what happens? Fucking Dom drives through the front of the fucking plane as it's on fire. <laughs> just busts out the nose of it. Yeah, he comes out. He's got the chip because. The whole deal is if, he, if we could stop Shaw, get that chip back, we get you your immunity. We and so all your past crimes are forgiven. Yeah. So you know, you know, everyone's like, "Woo, we took it down." And then Mia's like, "Oh, where's Giselle?" And then fucking Han's got the thousand yard stare. You know, he, you know, he's still processing everything, and he breaks down. And not gonna lie, I got a little emotional. It, it, it was it was definitely sad. But but then, you know, The Rock, you know, he gets the... Uh, Vin Diesel gives him the chip. And he's like, all right, what do y'all want? And then, what is it that Dom says? I want 1347. And every, everyone, including audience, is like, what the fuck is that? And then smash cut to the house from Fast and Fury. The Fast and the Furious. Because 1347 was their, like, zip code or street address. Yeah. And so they have this nice big little, like, barbecue at, at the back of the house. And, um... You know, everybody comes by, even uh, Hobbs and uh, Elena. There, there's a really good bit in there where, um, call back to early bit in the film where, like, oh, Tyrese is making fun of The Rock. Like, oh, I bet he, like, this man, look, he just lathers up in baby oil. When The Rock shows up at the cookout, Tyrese is like, oh, hide the baby oil. And then, like, The Rock's like, oh, can you hide your big ass forehead? <laughs> Wait, I mean, the thing is, that was an unscripted retort. So, like, The Rock was, was supposed to say something else, but he ad-libbed that line. <laughs> so, the shot of Ludacris spitting out his drink and Tyrese just being stunned silent, that's a, re- a legitimate reaction. <laughs> that's good shit. And so, like, you know, The Rock turns over their immunity. You know, they have, like, their big, you know, thanks for everything, you're a pal. 
And then Elena has like her little moment with Dom is like, I know Letty's back, so we can't be together, but I still love you. So you take care of yourself kind of thing. Yeah. Which man, she was a fucking sport. She was a fucking champ. I mean, yeah, she, she took that pretty well. It's like, Oh, I got my old girlfriend back. So, uh, we kind of got to break this shit up. And she took it gracefully, which I mean, granted that she says something early in the movie is like, if my husband was alive, you know, I'd do the same thing. So, no, they ended amicably. They're still friends, which is good. So Letty's back with the family. It still doesn't have her memories. Yet. Which, which I, I thought that was remarkably restrained for them. Be like, oh, she's back on the side of good, but like she doesn't like basically get all of her shit back. Exactly. And then you know they you know they ask Han, Han, what you going to do? Guess I'm going to Tokyo. Which you know, dum dum dum. And now we're finally caught up to Tokyo Drift. Because, yeah, the whole, this whole time is taking place in the past. Technically. <laughs> Even though this is, like, 2013 tech, but it's technically happened in, like, 2006. <laughs> yeah, because they're fucking live streaming on their fucking Nokia flip phones <laughs> <laughs> in fucking Tokyo Drift. But, you know, we're not going to get into that bullshit. Anywho, so, yeah, that's Fast 6. Well, we will say that the, the, the mid-credits scene oh, yeah. is, like, it's, it's, the, it's the bit Tokyo Drift or Han is trying to run away from the Yakuza and he gets T-boned by 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 a sedan, but what what they with with the retcon is that that was actually a plan. See, because that was Owen Shaw's big brother, Deckard Shaw, aka Jason, Jason Statham. Statham, and he just like he calls Dom uh, like as we'll see later. It's like you don't know me, but you will, and fucking blows up Khan's car. Like, and he, it's he, like oh shit. Because he, he throws in, like, Letty's, like, little necklace cross mm-hmm. on top of Han's hand, and the second just blows him up. And that cuts the movie. Yep, so that was Fast 6. So, uh, before we get to 7, last little thoughts on Fast 6. What do we think? Uh, I liked it for the most... It's definitely not my favorite of the series, but it is, you, you know, mostly because, like, a lot of the second act is really just kind of plotty. But, like, other than that, like, it, it's it's a fun little action movie. It Nice little continuation from what came before. <laughs> the tank and plane bits were fucking cool. I mean... Yeah, yeah. I will say, yeah, the, all the action bits, they're a lot of fun. That's the stuff I remember the most. And, like, we said before, Fast Five, when, it, when it's having, like, its plot moments, it feels somehow more, like, solid than the plot stuff in this one. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into it in, in 7, but I kind of feel like even though I can't really remember some of the plotty bits in 6, I feel like I was more engaged with it. Um, but overall, I really I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. It's, it's a Same solid here. flick. It's probably... I definitely like it more than like 3 and 4 and 2. Yeah. And, and uh, honestly, all the other ones before this besides 5. Yeah. And also it gives us, gives us the most compelling villain so far. Yeah, and um, I guess just some last little bits. Um, apparently, I found out that an early contender for the role of Shaw was David Tennant, apparently, from Doctor Who. That would be very different than what we got, <laughs> Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> Hold on to that thought of like strange casting, because there were definitely some interesting choices for some of the roles. The roles could turn out a lot different, let's just say, in Fast Seven, considering some of their casting, but we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, so we're going to take a break real quick and we'll be right back with Fast 7.
Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second half of our double deckered episode for you. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> so we're talking about Furious 7 now, which is, of course, the seventh installment. Picks up right after six with the uh, introduction of the new bad guy in town, Deckard Shaw, which is Owen Shaw's big brother, played by Jason Statham, who's just this implacable, like, natural disaster of a man. I mean, he's basically every Jason Statham character. So you, you know what you're getting. But, like, I will say the, the opening scene to this movie is probably the best in the series. And it was really fucking cool. Because we just see Jason Statham talking to Luke Evans, who's apparently in a coma in the hospital. Somehow survived being thrown from a fucking plane and tomboying on a tarmac. And he's like, don't worry, little brother. I'm going to get him. And then pulls out a fucking, just like, submachine gun, puts it on his chest. And then he turns to walk out, and you see the doctor and nurse cowering in the corner. And then it's just a single take through the hospital, and you just see the wreckage he left behind. And I'm like, I'm like, this is cool, but also, is this 100% necessary? Because, like, it, it, it's obviously meant to show how deadly and dangerous it is. But, like, in true fast fashion, it's so over the top. Because, literally, this one man has demolished an entire hospital and probably, like, an entire platoon of police squat soldiers. Yeah, like, there's just, like... Dead bodies, light shot out, doors broken open. It's like utter carnage. Like he, like he walks out of the building and he gets on the phone, and then like part of the infrastructure just starts crashing down as he gets in a car to drive away. It's like what the fuck? Because he, he's the baddest dude up to this point, and yeah. I, I think it'll be, be a good time to venture some some numbers up to this point. Um, quickly, uh, it was released April third, twenty fifteen. A uh, new director is in the in the shot seat, and that's James Wan, who you might know from the original Saw, The Conjuring, and Insidious. Yeah, and uh, some other other shitty horror movies. But y- you can definitely tell this is in different hands because. The directing is more, or the cinematography is definitely more flashy and stylish than. I will say for someone that I think this might be his first like real action movie, at least mm-hmm. of this scope. I think he did really well. Mm-hmm. Like you know when he's when he's done making you know these dime a dollar uh, horror movies, he can try his hand at, at, at action again because like he goes in some. I'll just say James Bond was wild for this one. Yeah, I mean, just some of the shot choices were really fucking cool. I mean, which is something, you know, you I, I never thought I would say about a fast movie. Because, like, I will say there were some, like, pretty solid shots in 6. We, I forgot to mention, like, uh, there's a scene where they're, where they're chasing the bad guys in the, in the, in the um, Liverpool Tunnel. Mm-hmm. There's a really good shot of them heading toward it. And, like, just, like, the really, like, vertigo-inducing shots we said earlier. Yeah. Very, very strong. But there's, like, some really interesting cinematography in this one. And we'll get to it as we go along. But I will say, just sort of like some extra information. Um, of course, this is Paul Walker's last film because he was killed in a car accident over the 2013 Thanksgiving holiday, which put like a big sort of production gap in the movie for them mm-hmm. sort of to rewrite the existing footage and plot to accommodate uh, Paul Walker's death. We'll get into that as well. And, and this was some numbers. Um, Fast 7 was the even went on to earn $1 billion mm-hmm. worldwide yeah. in, in its first 17 days in, in box office. Jesus. 
In 2015, Furious 7 was the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. Then, the then ranking was four, Furious 7, three, The Avengers, two, Titanic, and number one, Avatar. And even today, Furious 7 is still the ninth highest grossing movie of all time. And the, the setup is nine, Furious 7, eight, The Avengers, seven, <laughs> The Lion King remake, <sighs> six, Jurassic World, five, Infinity War, Four, The Force Awakens, three, Titanic, two, Avatar, and one, Avengers Endgame. Okay, yeah. So, like, th- that's the current scene. But still, for for a franchise that's not owned by Disney, for to make that list, that's kind of crazy big. Yeah, you know, because, you know, of how many of those off the list you just named are, are the, those studios are owned by Disney? Too many to... For comfort, really. Yeah. A lot of movies that we enjoy, but also just sort of the really uncomfy feeling that Disney is taking over everything. And, I, and that becomes more and more apparent with each day. Yeah. As we sort of just grit our teeth and enjoy the things they make. But anyway, we're getting, getting into the plot. Fury 7, a.k.a. This one's for Han. Because <laughs> basically the whole movie is them getting revenge for Han because Deckard Shaw makes his presence known. It's like, oh, yeah. You, you fucked up my brother, so I'm going to fuck up you. Which, uh, can I just say, it's a little extra. It's a little fucking extra. The, your brother didn't die, my dude. Like, you could just break some limbs. You could put someone in a coma. You don't have to blow up a guy. You also don't have to terrorize this fucking hospital. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, th- I definitely feel like a bit of a disproportionate retribution. Oh, definitely. So, Shaw's fucking up everybody on his way, but... <laughs> But it doesn't start off all doom and gloom. As we see Don, I mean Don, Dom and Letty are just cruising out in the desert. You know, it's like, hey, I know you're still trying to put your life back together, but how about we go somewhere for, for old times' sakes, for some memories? And where do they go? Race wars. <laughs> Race wars is back. Because <laughs> holy shit, like you know, everyone was just fucking stupid in the two thousands. All right. You know, people just didn't think that through. You know, we almost got a, a reality where we got Race Wars 3 Tokyo Drift. Because that, Race that War was going to be, was a working title for the series. But for them in, in, in the year of our Lord 2015 to bring <laughs> that shit back. <laughs> I, I mean, you I, know, I respect it. I, I, <laughs> if Fast Furious is over anything, it's their audacity. And. Of I mean, the caucasity. Well, it's, it's a pretty... Well, no. They're yeah, a pretty right. racially diverse little team, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, you're right. Never mind. But still, it's like, what the fuck? Because... <laughs> <laughs> Race wars. You're, you're just sort of floored. Because I will say, there are so many moments in this movie, this being the first, uh, uh, where I was just gagged. Because, like, there are so many moments where I thought, like, bitch, they're not going to do that. And bitch, they did. Yep. This is just the first. And plus, like, this one has a lot of callbacks to the earlier movies. In particular, like, the first one, which was, like, I think there was a mention of them stealing DVD players. Yes. Which, like... A a rare moment of self-awareness. Yeah, which, at this point, I I, want to go, like, after we finish these, just to go back, just for old time's sake, just for shits and giggles, just to go back to that first movie... Holy shit, that's going to be fucking boring by comparison. Because 
I know we say it every movie since like five, but this has this has gone from like anime to like no no really this is an anime like these characters have fucking superpowers now. And so uh, to get there, Letty, you know she she has like a little race, and then she wins, and then everybody's like, "Woo yeah, you uh, you won, Letty!" But then she has like a, a PTSD episode, and she freaks out and she punches. Uh, character throwback Hector from their very first movie, like just like bit character comes back and she he gets socked in the nose and she runs off, which he's surprisingly chill with it, you know, because comparatively. Like, yeah, for getting his nose buddy, and also we'll say the Fast and Furious movies are known for being horny, but James Wan he cranked up the horny dial. Holy shit! That the amount of just fucking ass shots, like I mean. There, there was no, like, he just got into it. He went raw. Just started fucking, just, we get to race wars, just ass, 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 ass. <laughs> it's like, they really, he really cranked up the horny dog. There's just a lot of titties and asses <laughs> right away. So Dom's like, oh shit, Letty's having a moment. Uh, let me go talk to her. And then, <laughs> so they drive off. Also, another thing, this is, this movie has to be like, what, the first one filmed in 4K? Because it's like super like high fidelity, like with sort of like its fluidity of like the of the frame rate and like yeah. the clarity. It's almost like when you watch a movie or TV show that's in four, like that ultra four K ultra HD, it's it feels weird. Like like yeah, it, if you're definitely not used to it, it feels like this. This feels like this feels too real. Yeah, it's a little uncanny in, in certain ways. And also, I will say, we talked about earlier, just like the different, like, the right away noticing the, the difference in how the movie's shot and how it's put together. Like, I, I, to me, like, the camera speed, feel like it's much quicker. Like, when it, like when it's, like, doing a tracking shot, it feels like it's moving at a, a, yeah. a noticeably higher speed. Yeah, because a lot of the older movies, particularly the Justin Lin movies, the camera is very steady. And sort of locked in. This is definitely more frenetic in the cinematography. And it's not necessarily like they're just like zipping around. It's just like, and it's not even like shaky cam. Even well, I think some of the action sequences did get a little shaky. Um, but like, it's just I don't know. It just feels like the movie's almost in a way shot at like point five speed. <laughs> yeah, it it just feels to be moving a little quicker than normal. We have, like, you know, Brian dropping his kid off at daycare. He's like, oh, I'm this big action hero guy. But, I'm like, also, I got a family family now. Family. So, he, you know, so that's sort of, like, learning how to be, like, you know, I'm a dad. But still, like, all this fucking, like. I'm having to learn how to drive a minivan. Just, you know, this, like, just the juxtaposition of this world-class action hero to, like, oh, I have a five-year-old son now. And then um, The Rock is still the sweatiest motherfucker in, in the FBI, so he's mm-hmm. like click-clacking away on his keyboard. Which, granted, this time there is an excuse he did just get done working out. So there's that. There's that. Uh, Elena's he, back with, with a pixie cut. Yeah, and I'm like, damn, girl, you get it. You're looking good. You know, Elena looking good. And then um, Shaw shows up at the FBI headquarters and just starts wrecking shit. Yeah, like fucking and notable moment of cinematography when fucking the rock does what was the rock bottom on his ass and the camera does like a three sixty turn. I think I think that happens when they he throws Shaw he hits a chair and or like a couch and as he's falling and turning the camera turns with him. Yeah, which is a trick that happens like three or four times else in the movie. Yeah, it, it was like oh that's cool. And so yeah, the, the rock does the rock bottom. 
on Shaw through a table, and then Elena shows back up for like backup. And I thought when Elena got in her car, she was gonna get blown up with a car bomb by Shaw. No, she was just she just came in, pop, 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 with her with her little gun. However, fucking Shaw's like, you can't stop me. I'm Jason Statham, and then throws a fucking bomb, which just blows the fucking shit up. Blows up like the top half of the building. It blows them out the window, <laughs> and, and you know the Rock grabs Elena, and they fall. I shit you not, at least ten stories, <laughs> if not further. Like they would have. I don't care how big the fucking Rock is. That motherfucker would have been hamburger meat. He would have been dead. But they they fall into a car. And, and, you know, and he, he does get hurt. He gets hospitalized. But, you know, they just show him he's just, like, in a cast. Like, he's got, like, a cast on, like, his leg and his arm. And he's just like, here you go, Dom. Here, here, here's the file on this shot. And also, here's my daughter. Mm-hmm. Hobbs the dad? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> it leads uh, to a very funny moment where the little girl's like, yeah, I heard my dad could kick your ass. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, it's on too many painkillers. Dad's in too many painkillers. And, and I swear to God, I feel like every movie, Vin Diesel's voice gets more and more gravelly to the point where we're going to get to Fast 10 Part 2 and he's just going to be a cement mixer. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, he's just like rocks being gravelly. His voice is like a rock tumbler. Like, <sighs> like you need fucking subtitles like he's like Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> or, or like, F is for family. <laughs> He just starts fucking death metal ground. Yeah, they're doing with that, you know, uh, Hobbs is in the hospital. There's this bad guy going around doing shit. Mia also realizes she's pregnant again and also can never find an appropriate time to tell anybody that she's pregnant. Yeah, except Dom. Brian needs to know. And, and, you know, she was was just like, I don't know how to tell him. He tells me he misses the bullets. (laughs) I, I, I do think it's kind of funny how they're just, like, treating... I know part of it's kind of like they're trying to talk around Brian because he's, he's... In part of the movie, he's not there because Paul Walker's dead, but also kind of like... The, the way they talk about him, it's like he's just like a child. Like, yeah. we, we need to get Brian out of here. He's too... He, he, like, the, the, the life is too rough for him. Like it, it, it's, it's a point with kids' glove with Brian a little bit, which I thought was kind of odd. Yeah, which, I mean, in, you know, you know, unfortunate circumstances with what happened with Paul Walker. I, I mean, he ever since five, he's been, been you know, more and more in the backseat, and, you know, you can definitely tell because of what happened. With this one, and, and definitely like like uh, Brian's character getting like getting minimized a little bit to make room for like the expanding cast to give them some more time because before it was just Brian and Dom doing all the daring do, but now you have like a you have a team, you have a family that a that family needs, that needs their their time in the spotlight. This is a family picture. <laughs> it's a family picture. Dom gets a phone call. It's Shaw. He he just blew up Han. He's about to blow them up too. So he has a package from Tokyo. Blows the fuck up out of the house. You know, doesn't even give them, like, doesn't even give them a movie to let them enjoy it. No, that bitch gone. <laughs> just boom. <laughs> like, I feel like some urban developer was just going to bulldoze it down anyway. So they're like, fuck it. Let's just beat him to it and blow it up. It's like, well, we were going to gentrify the fuck out of the neighborhood, but this crazy Australian just blew it the fuck up anyway. <laughs> is Jason Satham Australian or is he British? I don't know. His his gravelly voice makes he thinks he's Australian, but he... Uh, I think he might... Hold on. We're about to do some fat-checking live on air. Because I know Luke Evans is 
uh, British. Or, or it's really he's playing a British man, whether or not he's actually. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, he, he, he's he's British. You don't know who I am, but you're about to. Boom. So, yeah, they, they realize that Han's gone. So they, they, they rally the crew, that what's, what's left of them, and, and like, they're secret hidey hole somewhere it's like i'm leaving it's like where you go i'm bringing han home so it cuts to tokyo with like the <laughs> archival footage from tokyo drift yeah because we got we got lucas his name lucas black yeah lucas black and this is footage from tokyo drift and in you know little bow wow like circuit 2006 2005 2006 Smash cut. There's a scene with Lucas Black talking with Vin Diesel, and <laughs> significantly older. Because like they they have this scene at the end of Tokyo Drift where like you know Shane is like you know he's a cool guy in town. He's he's eighty days. So we're like, hey, Dom wants to race you. That scene. So yeah. it cuts to Lucas Black in 2015 year. So it's it's a hard cut. <laughs> and, and and like we're. Like we said in Tokyo Drift, for someone who was born in Alabama, that accent is fake as shit. I mean, it's so apparent that it's not real. I don't get it. However, I want them. To, I want them to bring him back for nine or ten. They better make this happen. I mean, at this point, bring back everybody that's still around. I'm still wanting to bring Suki back. Bring her back from two. Hell yeah, because she's a bad bitch. And plus, because like she was, you know. She did some fighting and kung fu shit in um, uh, Sin City. It's yeah. the same actress. Yeah. Anyway, she's a cool, cool character. Maybe she comes back. We'll see. So Shane kind of fills him, fills Diamond on on what Han's been up to. Gives her, gives him um, the photo of Giselle. Cause that's the only thing they can pull out of the wreckage. Mm-hmm. So Dom apparently gets Han's body, goes back to L.A. And they have a funeral scene for Han, which leads to like a really like tough moment because like this is a real funeral scene, and and then you see uh, Roman say, "I don't want any more funerals for this family," and then the cuts- and, and, and then it, it, like the knowledge of knowing what happened to Paul Walker in this movie is make will make you look at this movie different because. You know, when Tyree says shit like, you know, like, you know, I don't want no more funerals, like, Ugh, you know, that hits a little different. And then the, the, the very next person to speak is Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just like this kind of like, oh, fuck, this is real life kind of happening right here in a little bit. But then um, Dom sees somebody across the way. It's Shaw in his car. So he throws off his funeral wear, hops in his car. They, they're zip zopping around L.A., they get to like this really shady underpass in the bad part of town, but but somehow there's still a giant flat screen TV underneath the bridge. Whatever. So Jason Statham, Vin Diesel play chicken, and <laughs> neither one of them move out of the way. They just fucking head on collision with each other, and of course they walk out fine. And then then like all these fucking military SUV rolls up and they start popping out guns, and Shaw gets away, and he's like, "What the fuck, man? I had him. Who the fuck are you?" And then who comes out of the truck? Then. Kurt fucking Russell. Which is such a swerve. Like, I would not... I didn't know he was in this film, so we came... I didn't in, either. I'm just like, Kurt Russell? What is he doing here? And, you know, and Kurt Russell's always a treat in every movie he's in, even if the movie's dog shit. I mean, he, he's just a fun old actor. Who, and he's his name in this movie is Mr. Nobody, which, I swear to God, he's going to be a villain at some point in the series. Like, he's just too fucking shady yeah, to be like, legit. Because because I work for the U.S. government and um, we know all about this Shaw character <laughs> and 
we know you need to help catch them. So how about we proctor a deal? You and your team, you get back this super duper sketchy tech MacGuffin uh, God's Eye, which allows the user to like hop. No, wait, God's Eye is the MacGuffin. But we need it, which allows people to like use any available internet and camera to find basically the, the, the trick from the Dark Knight. Yeah, but, like, on steroids. And, like, in the Dark Knight, they acknowledge, like, Morgan Freeman's character is like, this is fucked. But this movie, they don't give it, like, I was expecting them to, like, be, like, you know, acknowledge. The surveillance state is evil. We shouldn't do this. But Dom's just like, okie dokie. Okie dokie. <laughs> like, All I care about is family. I don't care about the surveillance state or the Patriot Act. Patriot Act, what's that? <laughs> so, like... But they realize the because like because when they introduce that concept, I, I was just immediately like, "Oh fuck, that is terrifying!" Because and, you know, and, and they make a big deal like, "Oh, if he gets into the wrong hands, blah blah blah." And it's like, "Bitch, that should not be in anyone's hands." The least of which the, the American the, government. Is it, but don't get me started. But they know it's like, okay, this is a super powerful tech that we don't really know how it works. Because it has like this firewall, the only way the person who can use it is this hacker named Ramsey, who's been due to their super hacker skills, they sort of rubbed themselves off the the digital map. But we know where they're being held because they are captured by this African terrorist Mose Hakande. Yeah, who's he's a guy who's like popped up in I think one of the Guardians movies. Yeah, let me look up his name real quick. I I, I feel like I'm gonna mispronounce his name, but it's a. Uh, Dijimin Hansu. Okay. You, you, no, no disrespect. Just, this is we're, we're dumb Americans. I'm, I'm a dumb white man, and I'm trying to say a cool black man's name. But um, you know him. You see him. He's been in a lot of movies. He, like you said, he's he's a guy that says who when Star Lord's like, hey, do you know who I am? He was in. He's, he's been in a bunch of stuff. You know if you saw him. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we gotta track down Hakande because they kidnapped the hacker Ramsey, and it's like, okay, we'll get your team together and we'll get it out. And then like. They all hop on a like, they all like, like hop on this plane because they're gonna like Roman's like I'm tired of being dragged around across the world for this bullshit. I'm calling the shots in this mission, and, and they're like, "Well, where should we? Where should we? Uh, where should we intercept?" He's like, "Right here." And, and the um, army guy was like, "What? Really? That that's impossible." But then Kurt Russell's like, "Yes, it's impossible." But I like the way you think. Y'all think outside the box. That might just work. That's just crazy enough to work. And also, I will say, at this point, it's really evident that Roman's role as the comic relief is is at its all time high. Yeah, which like I kind of feel bad because Roman's a cool character and he had like some real substance and kind of nuance and too. But then he's just sort of gradually become like uh, the, the com- joke character, the, the jokey guy. However. <laughs> This joke was pretty fucking good. I mean, he, when he, they get to the plane. So what are they going to do? So they're going to drop out of a plane. But how are they going to do it? By dropping driving their cars out of the plane and then using GPS to, like, lock on and, and land. Which, okay, whatever. What What's crazy is that... Like, I would be scared that like, the fucking car would just start tumbling end over end. Yeah, but they, but they just sort of, like, just fall like like a missile but what's funny is that there is a surprising amount of stunts and action sequences in this film that aren't cg most of the cg in the film is just used for like certain background shots they use a lot of real life stunts for this movie and and i take it one of those is the fucking 
cars falling out of the plane. Yeah, according to my research, real parachutes with GPS were used for the car drop scene from the plane, and the production actually consulted the U.S. Army about uh, steerable GPS-guided parachutes. <laughs> oh, man. We could end world hunger, but instead, let's just fucking drop cars out of parachutes. Chop cars up, planes with parachutes. All right, let's do it. So, like, but like, but Tyrese is being a little scaredy. So he's stuck. He's still on the plane where everybody else has jumped off, which is Dom, Brian, Letty, and uh, Ludacris. Apparently, Ludacris has like this switch, so he launches Tyrese out. He gets like caught in an updraft and like blown away uh, somewhere else. So the, all the other people land sp- specifically where they're going to, and everybody has like their own little special car. And so, the, so they ride up the mountain road to the start of the first action sequence. So the Hakande has this like big ass vehicle, like bus and all these other little SUVs. And then um, they just go into fucking whip shit mode because like that bus just shoots out like six machine guns off the side of it. It's just like, <laughs> but of course, you know, the cars that they built for this, this mission, you know, of course they fucking like trick them out. They're basically indestructible. And especially Ludacris, who's driving almost a fucking tank. It's almost like the Rock's vehicle in Fast Five. Which is another moment of, like, this is, like, showing the Ludacris's character's, like, power creep. Because, like, because he goes to the front of the line in his, like, little armored truck. And he starts, of course, he's the shield, so he takes all the shots. And he's just, like, form up behind me. And all the cars line up behind Ludacris. Like, I was like, bitch, they about to form the Megazord. Oh, God. They better at some point, because if they... That's how they get to space! They <laughs> Either they just drive up a space shuttle as it's launching, or they formed a fucking Megazord, like Power Rangers Turbo. <laughs> Power Rangers! I mean, you saw the cars in the first Fast Furious. They were pretty Power Rangers-like, but they're all bright colors and... Oh, for real. Special de- little car designs. So, yeah, they, they, their whole scheme, they end up, like, ripping off the back part of the fucking, uh, whatchamacallit, the bus that they're holding up, the fucking uh, prisoner, who is that one chick from Game of Thrones. Uh, she plays a Missande, I think. But that, that's who Ramsey is. So they end up uh, they end up saving her, but there's some, like, some action bits, like Brian fights. Yeah, he, he fights Tony Jaa. Like, his character is this Thai martial artist. He's working for Hakande. They have this crazy whip-ass fight in the, in the bus. It's pretty cool. He's like, oh, no, you can't see the hacker. So he, so Brian just, like, grabs a girl who's like, oh, my God, I'm so scared. I'm going to die. He's like, deal with it, bitch. Yeets her out the fucking bus and throws her on top of Dom's car. And he just, like, grabs her and gets her in, her, in his car. And then as they're all fighting, everybody's doing, like, their little wiggity shit. Uh, Jason Satham blows out the fucking forest. It's like, I'm back, bitch. Remember me? Which, <laughs> there are multiple points in this movie where I feel like, you know, they wrote this, like, plot in the uh, action sequence. And they're like, oh, yeah, we got Jason Statham's character. Let's just throw him in. And he just fucking wrecks shit. Because he's like, he's like the T-1000. He just appears out of nowhere and disagrees. Because it's funny. Like, I think I, going into this movie, I knew Jason Satham was, like, the bad guy. But... And he is, but I feel like he's technically like the secondary bad guy. Yeah, it's mostly the uh, 
the other guy. What was his name? Hakande. Hakande, yeah. I mean, technically, they're working together, but, like, they're more so dealing with Hakande's bullshit, and then Jason Zithin shows up to fuck shit up for a bit and dip out. Yeah, so, you know. There's more bullshit, like, um, Dom takes Ramsey and go off-roading, fighting Jason Statham, and there's a fucking gnarly-ass bit where apparently... They bring back a character from Fast 2 to be, like, one of Hakande's goons. Apparently, his name is Corpy. You know him. He was the owner of the blue Corvette. Let me see this dude. The you, blue Do you have him pulled up? Because for as much as I love Fast 2, I do not remember much from it. Especially, like, the anyone who's not a major character. So, if for those of you who don't remember, Corpy, oh, that guy? Corpy was one of the two boomer dudes... That Brian and Tyrese uh, swindled their car out of during a street race, and somehow in the intervening years, this boomer dude became the uh, soldier for a worldwide terrorist. All right, okay, yeah. What's his fucking story? Uh, Let's get the fucking Star Wars story version of Fast. It's like the fucking Corpy story, and like, uh, so he he shows back up (laughs) Miami to terrorist. And uh, he eats fucking shit. Holy fuck. <laughs> he, he gets got. Because, <laughs> like, as they're like, as he and the other goons are, like, chasing Jason and Dom down the side of a fucking mountain. Literally. Uh, uh, Corpy catches some air, and he gets fucking Final Destination fucking skewered with a fucking tree. It's brutal, dude. Like, just like... Just this sharpened tree trunk just like skewers through the cab of his car. D D dead. <laughs> just gone. <laughs> so they chased him around. And, um, and Jason Statham's fucking with Vin Diesel, you know, trying to get him. And then guess who shows up? Fucking Roman. Boop! And he I think he runs Jason Statham because he disappears and then they there's some there's some havoc and pandemonium. Uh cut you, you cut of course you cut back to the bus where Dom's still fighting old boy on the on the fucking bus. Whip it's crazy cool fight. Cuts back to you see Hakande for the first time where he has Dom and Ramsey all cornered up in with their guys and it's like, uh and she's like and of course she's pissing herself and crying. It's like because any normal person would. Yeah, it's like, what the literal shit? And then it's like, oh, I got a plan. So he just, what's his plan? He just drives off the side of a mountain, just tumbles their asses down the fucking mountain. Because fuck you. And we cut back to the bus. Uh, the martial arts guy, they end up killing the guy driving the bus. So it's just, it's about to head off a cliff too. So the martial arts guy, he yeets out and L- runs locks away. Locks Brian in. And Brian's just like, oh, no, what am I going to do? So the bus flips and turns and starts sliding off a cliff. And apparently, that was a practical effect, too. There's a, they're hanging a fucking bus off the side of a cliff with a real person dangling there to do that spot. Bitch. And that was a fucking vertigo moment, too. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, because it's just like a straight drop. But Brian gets out. He's running on top of the, the, uh, the bus as it's slowly slipping off. He jumps, fucking Letty comes in with her, like, green Camaro or some shit, and and fucking just drifts. He fucking grabs a hold of the, uh, the fucking fin. Spoiler? Huh? The spoiler in the back of her car? Yeah, and then just, you know, saves him. It's like, what the fuck? And then it's like the only line, like, one of the only few lines they actually have together. She's like, you good? Yeah. 
Like he's all like busted up. He's like, I made it. I made it. So, hey, look, mom, I made it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, the action sequence over. Day Ray convened with Dom at the bottom of the fucking cliff. Yeah, and then they meet Ramsey like officially, and she, you know, she she clocks every one of them. It's, it's like you know, you're you're the comic relief. You're the cool guy. You're uh, Alpha bitch. You're uh, Mister Alpha, and, and Tyrese is still trying to be like. Trying to save face. So, uh-uh. If he's alpha, I'm double alpha. I'm, which is one of the fun, actually funniest bits in the movie. Would it be more accurate to say he's a Sigma male? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. We going on this rant right now. Okay. Side t- piece. S- side tangent. All right. Listen here, you fucking virgins. <laughs> you fucking... You know, maybe if women would want to sleep with you if you weren't such a fucking shit ass. I'm a fucking goblin and I can get laid. And you know why? It's because I'm not a fucking asshole. And, and I don't come up with all these, like, bullshit pseudoscience fucking theories. Like, it's like, oh, I don't believe trans non-binary people exist, but I'm creating, like, seven genders of male. Yeah, because that, that's on our side piece of bullshit right here. It is so much fucking bullshit that these fucking virgin ass idiots are like yeah multiple genders non-binary trans people aren't real but they'll somehow fan fiction this fucking hierarchy of greek alphabet males which, which was which they they loosely base it off of a bunk study that was later disproven by the guy who did the study and and said that it this shit doesn't happen in wolves and if it doesn't happen in wolves it sure as hell doesn't happen in humans so y'all are just a bunch of fucking morons so just for the love of God, you fucking virgins, just stop, just jack off. You're not going to get laser vision if you don't fucking nut. Just fucking come, get your post-nut clarity, and stop being a fucking twat. Hot take of the century. Incels, shitheads. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, they come up with, like, alpha, beta, blah, blah, blah. And it's ne- it's never the fucking chads. It's never the fucking chads that they, you know constantly harp on it's always these like dumpy looking motherfuckers who have like fucking shitty cgi tigers roaring in their <laughs> intros their shitty youtube videos like, and, and, and sigma was like this mythical male that's outside of the hierarchy but still somehow equal to or greater than alpha male and it's like but sigma's not even the first letter in the greek alphabet Cause you got alpha, you got beta. Apparently, there's gamma male. I don't even know what the and then omega male. Which to me, like, if you're going to do omega male, that should be the, like the fuck all. Like, this should be like the Akuma of fucking male. <laughs> y- you know, throw out a Street Fighter reference, but like, nah. But apparently, that's like the stupid virgins that all these people are. Cause they're 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 all, uh, fuck. So fast seven. So yeah, Ramsey's like, yeah, I know where the guy's eye is. I, I'm the only hacker in the world who can use it. But then BT Dubs, I mailed it to Abu Dhabi. Yeah, he's just like, I put it in a car that I gave to this dude who's in fucking Abu Dhabi. And then the movie just turns into a fucking music video for like five minutes. Because they, they play <laughs> turn down for what? <laughs> in the fucking... This is when the Abu Dhabi thing. And, and like there was something you said that tickled me so much. Like you said something either like, oh, they're oh, they're playing turn down for what? Pog. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you just dropped that so casually and I was just 
quietly <laughs> just like poggers let's go <laughs> it's a pretty sick little like montage of them at the beach and, and, and everyone's I, looking fly as shit they're looking hot as fuck it's it's fucking sick even though they're probably getting some like fucking blood money to fucking <laughs> film here or some shit <laughs> what are the like the the, the the financial ethics of like this this sequence of the movie like when fucking WWE was in fucking Saudi Arabia that, that's why it came off to me and, and then of course at the end they have the bit at the end of the credits it's just like visit Abu Dhabi it's like okay sure it's like all right cool yeah also, which like, graded like if it's as cool as it is in this movie it's like you know what I'd go it looks nice. I mean, it looks like, and plus Abu Dhabi architecture predicted the PS5. That they did, because holy shit, it looked, those fucking towers look like PS5s. The names of those giant ass buildings. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things you see them, you know what they are. You know, basically, you know, the world, because I think now those those towers in Abu Dhabi are officially the world's tallest buildings. Yeah. So, like, that's where the God's eye is, because her little friend in Abu Dhabi is like, oh, yeah, I... I sold I got, it to, like, some fucking Saudi <laughs> prince or some bullshit. So, like, oh, we, we got to break into this billionaire's, like, party where it's being held. And and music video part two, and, and there are, like, women who are literally painted gold. And and let this like I, I was re- I was waiting for Tyrese to say it's a oasis in here. They need to bring that line back because that is the best line in this fucking series. You know they fucking dancing. You know it's it's looks like a fun time. And then of course this is where we bring in another problematic UFC person <laughs> with Ronda Rousey. It's like oh what transphobe will let you have to beat up this time. Michelle Rodriguez says trans rights, <laughs> but fucking um, because because this is when like the the, the heist bullshit happens because like okay Tyrese we need you to like cause a distraction so the we because Dom and Brian go off to find the car that apparently has the God's Eye chip in it or something. It's just an excuse to show this like extremely rare fancy ass car. It's like there's only like seven ever made or some bullshit, and then like um. Tej and Ramsey, who have a bit of a thing going on, they go mm-hmm. to like the fucking like server room and like sort of orchestrate all this shit. So Tyrese is just like, let me just cause a scene and be like funny as fuck. And and, and he just he just grabs this random woman and it's like, oh, what's your name, Jasmine? Which I'm like, oh, right, that's, that, that's a that's a little problematic. <laughs> that's Tyrese. a little that's a little racist, man. But it, <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, it's her birthday, and this poor woman's just like. But everybody's just kind of like quietly going along with it. Yeah. At the very least, all the attention's on Tyrese just making an ass out of himself. Which, I mean, honestly, <laughs> that that's how people act. Because, you know, no one wants to be is the asshole who breaks shit like that up. But, you know, once, you know, those troops start coming in and everything, this is when fucking Tej does his fucking John Wick bullshit. But yeah, because, like, there's, like, because, like, you know, shit starts going down. And so, like, some bad guys start showing up here and there. Or, like, you know, not bad guys. They're just kind of, like, they're just doing their job. But they're just, they're incumbing the fucking plot. So, there's a there's a, a stiff that shows up in the server room and Tez just whips out some kung fu shit real quick. Knocks this fucker out. It never does it in the rest of the movie. But it was, like, like he, he straight up does the, like, throws the hand back behind him to hit the guy. And then, and then he turns around and goes, just, like, knocks this fucker loose and he's just like anyway back to hacking 
So then we go back to Michelle Rodriguez, who fights Ronda Rousey, which... I, I, I do want to get a little bit of a shout-out to, like, all the hijabi, like, uh, women soldiers. They that, were cool as fuck. <laughs> that was fucking badass, because they, they, they were just whooping some tail. And then, so she, she beats all of them. They have a moment. But then Ronda and, Rousey... And, and one thing I will say, as shitty as Gina Carano is, and, and, you know, she's the newest punching bag right now, which will probably date this episode, but who gives a fuck? But, like, at least she took a couple acting classes, like, I mean, with... Like, she was decent in Fast 6. Like, she was good in Mandalorian. But holy shit, Ronda Rousey only has, like, two lines, and holy fuck are they awful. Yeah, and, and, she does, and she barely even reacts. Like, she's like, Ronda Rousey is not only just a shitty person, but it's just like, she cannot act. Like, she is so uncharismatic, and she looks like she's holding in a turd the entire time she's on screen. The dumb bitch has, like, her fucking hair snatched so far back that, like, her face is just taut. <laughs> like her fucking eyes are being pulled back from like a clockwork orange. <laughs> and like, and guess what? The bitch was the same way in the WWE when she fucking lay that fat ass turd. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, yes, yes, she, she, they had this neat fight. I would say Gina, her Letty's fight in six was better. Oh, a hundred percent better. But like, just Ron Rousey's just randomly in this movie because they need like a famous face for Letty to fight. And just like, they do a serviceable... She does a serviceable job. As and, like, and, and, and unlike Gina Carano's character in Six, like, literally Ronda Rousey's only in this sequence for, like, maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, and, like, she's... and Out the, of, like, a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah, because the, the, the trailers make it think, like, she's one of, like, Shaw's, like, henchmen. But, no, she's just, like, security person for the fucking... Saudi yeah, yeah they try to make her out like she's like fucking Ruby Rose's character in John Wick 2. Yeah. But, like, nah, she's just here for the the Abu Dhabi dude. The, the obligatory. But then woman. we cut to fucking Brian and Dom. And this, this is the moment. Mark it here, folks. <laughs> where they get fucking superpowers. Because holy fucking shit. Because... You know, they're like, oh man, how are we going to get this thing? It's up under the car. Dom's like, don't worry, don't worry, Brian, I got it. And fucking lifts the car up, just like by himself. I do want to say something about this moment. In my research, I found out that even though Vin Diesel had some initial help in lifting the car, he holds up that car by himself. That's that's legitimately him holding up that car for that scene. <laughs> Jonathan, where are you going? Where are you going? Come back. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan has left the building. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Okay, can, can you repeat that one more time? Yeah, uh, Don had some mechanical help with the production team in lifting the car initially. But during that scene, he's like actually holding. He's actually holding the car up. I mean, there there is a cut to him where he looks oh, physically strained. Oh yeah, like he's definitely struggling with it. But you know, cars are multiple tons. But so like, I mean, plus like, Vin Diesel gets bigger in every film. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's holding up the front end of a car by his damn self. Hurry, Brian. <laughs> So, like, the bad guys are, like, coming, or, or the, the guys are coming. So they hop in this car, and it's like, oh, no, well, we, we got to get out of here. But there's there's no way out. We have to get this car. What do we do? What do they do, Jonathan? So, fucking Vin Diesel, apparently this day, woke up and chose violence. Because <laughs> you know what this motherfucker did? He was like, he gets in the car. <laughs> 
and then just starts fucking driving. Because <laughs> apparently politics is not been is not Dom's strong suit. So he just thinks, you know. <laughs> Fucking, you know, Middle Eastern people, you know, they're, you know, he, Dom's racist is what I'm trying to say. So he fucking, so they fucking yeet out the window of one of these buildings into another building. They, they, you know, they land, everything's cool. You know, it's the big, big shot from all the trailers, but in the movie, it's like, holy shit, they're actually fucking doing this. Because you don't think, because I didn't see the trailers for this movie. But you, you, I just ain't like, bitch, they are not about to do this. No, they, they, they legit drive this fucking car out of a building, guide it through the air into another building. It was all, it happens to have, like, the terracotta warriors from, like, ancient China as an exhibit. Well, they're no longer there because they fucking get yanked. They just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just explode. So Yeah, because fuck, you know, you know, world history. And then, like, they, they sort of slide and drift and so the car goes through one more building oh, hold on because they, they, they start like fucking pressing the brakes it's like and dom's like oh no no more brakes <laughs> and, and so and and, and and brian's like oh no what are we gonna do we gonna go faster Anyway, they, they jump into another building. So, and then at this point, you know, they realize no brakes. So they just have to jump out of the car. So they do that. And then fucking Jason Statham shows up. And he's just like, I'm here, y'all. I'm going to blow you up. <laughs> so he starts opening fire at the party. Everybody scatters. But meanwhile, Dom and Brian are still sliding. So Brian drops off the car. Dom waits the last second to jump out, so he's literally at the at the bleeding edge of the building as his car yeets out, falls five thousand feet from space or however far up yeah, in the sky they are. It's just boom, 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 and then it's like crashes in front of the fucking like hotel opening. <laughs> Visit Abu Dhabi it, for real. It's just like watch as these dumb Americans destroy our fucking architecture. Visit our country so so we can pay this shit off. <laughs> Uh, so they they had the, the the special guide's eye chip, which is like it's really scary when you stop thinking about it for more than five seconds. But this is fast. We, no think, go on, go fast. <laughs> no think, only fast. <laughs> so she plays in the chip and she like does some telemetry and finds where Shaw's hiding in Abu Dhabi. I kind of feel like is this even really necessary? Because he comes to y'all like every time uh, for real, <laughs> and, and and they make like. Kurt Russell makes like an offhanded comment. He's like, "Well, how's that getting y'all so far?" And and Dom's like, "You got a point." But like at the same time, it's like, <sighs> I mean, also we say it every time, even though we know full and well that the that the, the plot is just uh, and uh, uh, capable enough to get it to keep it moving, we still have to comment on it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we can't just let let this go by and not say anything. So they use the chip thing. They find Jason Statham, but then Jason Statham, apparently, he's, like, surrounded by fucking oil drums, and he has a fucking grenade. He's like, you kill me, I, you all blow up. And he's like, the enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my, my enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so, fucking, 
what what's the guy's name one more time? Yeah, <clears throat> his partner in intergalactic crime, <laughs> Conde shows up. Yeah, it's like surprise, bitch. And then this leads to Kurt Russell's like holy shit badass moment where he puts on some night vision sunglasses and just goes full John Wick on these motherfuckers, just like pop, 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 just pop, like pop, no pop, scopes, pop. like all these different like bad guys. And then, but then he gets capped too. So the the goodies they they scoop up Kurt Russell and they run out, and then Hakande and uh, Shaw they scamper away while the fucking building explodes. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like, "Oh man, uh, Mister Nobody yet shot." Yes, okay. I called my my super med vet team. Do we here? You just leave me on the side of the road. Y'all go. Y'all get out of here. And then he doesn't really show up much in the rest of the movie. Yeah, uh, he's got to come back though, right? I, I think I saw the cast list for eight. I think he's he's in eight. Okay. It is, is, is it at this point where they're like, okay, we're going to have to fight him on our own turf, and they go back to L.A.? Yeah, so they, they realize... So, yeah, they make it back to L.A., and they're all like, you know what? No, he's coming for us, so we got to be ready. So they just start, like, souping up in fucking L.A. <clears throat> Yeah, and, you know, they got their own plan of how they're going to do this shit. So, Hakande and, you know, Jason Statham, they come, you know, to fuck shit up in uh, in Los Angeles. Downtown Los Angeles. So, Hakande is in a fucking helicopter. An Apache helicopter. An Apache helicopter. <clears throat> and the motherfucker has a fucking drone. Like a fucking attack drone. And so, like, he's also tracking down Ramsey because with the God, because he has the God's eye. Yeah. So, like, he's tracking her down. So, what they do, they know they're going to come for her. So, like, we're going to, like, have her with one of us and just pass her off so they can just never get a straight beat on her. And when they, when, when they pass her off, <clears throat> it's something. It's extra. <clears throat> so, um, so, shit goes down. It's time for everybody to get ready for, you know... <laughs> Even though this isn't an Aaron Eckhart film, it's the Battle of Los Angeles. That it is. Because, so, um, Akande shoots his attack helicopter out and starts blowing shit up, sends his drone out, blowing more shit up. Who just apparently just has infinite missiles and infinite bullets, and it just fucking... For real. And and one thing I will say about this movie, this climax is... It may be my favorite in the series. It's... Because it just goes... Off the fucking rails. Because we're going to start with bullshit moment number one. That's just fun as shit. So, it cuts to The Rock, who's been in the hospital. Wait, hold on, though. There's still a bit before that. Because there's, there's, oh, no. there's a throwback to oh. the first movie where Ranch is like, Oh, no, what are we going to do? He's like, we're, we got we to gotta do this old school way. So, he pulls Letty's move where he slides underneath a truck. Oh, yeah. His car, and they start, they start breaking off. So like, cause like, Brian and Ramsey, Brian's in um in his car. Ramsey's like his first shot guy. Then you have Tyrese and Ludacris in the other car. You have Letty in the other car. Dom somewhere else. They're all just like scattered around. We'll, we'll get to Dom. We'll get to Dom. So like all this like shit happening. Uh, McConaughey's chasing with the, with the God's Eye. Uh, the Rock sees this in the news and he's like Toretto. It's like Toretto. I'm coming to help. And he's like, Daddy, what are you gonna do? You're hurt. And, he's, and what does he do? And with his whole ass fucking chest, he's like, don't worry, I'm going to save the day. And flexes his cast off of his arm. Like, it, <laughs> like he's a straight up, and like, fucking superpowers. Just 
Bam! Flex is like, Daddy's got a good order. Flexes out of his cast. Shrapnel plaster is going everywhere. And so, you know, it goes back to everybody else. They're passing off uh, Ramsey as they're driving around. <laughs> and so when, when they get to the first pass, like, Hakande's about to catch up. And it's like, okay, we got to swap over now. So Dom and about to, is pull his car, about to meet up with uh, Tyrese and Tej. And so what did they do to pass her off? They fucking slide and they, they like get real close and then they just like throw her from one car window to the other. Like literally just do this simultaneous <laughs> drift move. They just yeet her out the fucking car. D- Brian drives off and Tej and, Lud- uh, Tej and Tyrese, they drive off with her. Yeah, And that leads to Brian's sort of subplot in this action bit where he has the the uh, the rematch with a guy he fought earlier in the movie. Yeah. The, a- he- after he has a conversation with Mia where she's just like, Brian, I'm pregnant again. And he's like, all right. <laughs> I'm so glad you... T- like, he, he doesn't tell her right now, but it's happened in this moment. It's like, you know, it's it's emotional or something. But also, Mia can't tell a good moment to talk about her pregnancy to save her life. No, not not a goddamn moment. And like, yeah, Mia's like in... She's somewhere. She's away from all the action, which is like a sad bit for me because like Mia's just been made the wife. I mean, she's become more and more domestic as the series is going on. Yeah. I think in, in the next few, like, she comes back and she might get a bigger role again. Who yeah. knows? I know she's at least in nine, but... Um, but, um, yeah, so he's driving off. He's fighting um, the, the, the TIE fighter, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, the TIE martial artist. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> he fights off the SWAT team. And, and there's a pretty cool shot where, like... Um, the bad guys shoot up like a garage door and all like, oh, the light shoots through the bullet hole. Oh, yeah. That, that was looked, a good shot. That looked really cool. And so uh, he and uh, Kiet, the, 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 the Thai martial artist, start fighting. And it leads to a, a cool shot with them. Uh, it was, it's, it's like, is that where they like surf down the the steps? Yeah, they, they, they're, they're sliding on a door and it's just like bump, 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 like down the stairs. Yeah. And he ends up uh, tying something to him and kicks the thing off of like an elevator shaft and the guy eats shit and dies. And then um, it cuts back to um, Dom who's find out who's found the Rashayas and they're on top of like a parking garage and it's like and they <laughs> they have like their chicken moment again. But this time fucking and, and, and you know of course Dom's in the old charger from the first movie his dad's car. So he you know they're driving at each other, but he fucking pops a wheelie, he fucking hits Shaw's car, and then... Leads to another bitch. They did not just do that moment. So, fucking Jason Statham comes out, and he has, like, a pipe or some sort of bludgeoning weapon. And he, he's ready to fuck up. And and Dom pulls out a fucking sawed-off shotgun and has, has him dead, dead to rights. You know, and they made, like, this whole, like, montage sequence beforehand of him, like, sawing off the barrels of the shotgun. He's like, what, you think this was going to be a street fight? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He puts puts the shotgun away in in the charger and pulls out sword-sized wrenches and and, and starts dual-wielding them like they're fucking, like, katanas. (laughs) So they have, like, fucking sword fights with... With pipes and wrenches just like 
clean, clean, clang, just like on top of this fucking parking deck. And like that's Dom's plot for the next 20 minutes and just sword fighting and fighting Jason Statham. So then, you know, so then they're still dealing with the drone and everything. Uh, they pass Ramsey off to Letty's car. And then, you know, they, they're, the drone got him locked. He's about to fucking get him. And then the fucking rock just... Moment number three. Shows up. Does he show up in his fucking, like, tank vehicle? No, he, he, he steals an ambulance from the hospital, drives it off a fucking bridge, and crashes into the drone, <laughs> exploding it. He gets out. He gets out of the uh, the fucking... Carnage what, of a car. What's left. Grabs the mini Vulcan cannon from the drone, picks it up, and just starts fucking using it against this fucking... Apache helicopter. So he's just like, ah! Like, he's just, like, firing away, and the, and the helicopter's, like, zip-zopping around, trying to get a beat on them, but he, everybody's just, like, circling and confusing them. And so, at this moment, like, the Hakande's like, okay, there's too many loose ends, so he, so he, he turns on Shaw, and he starts shooting up the, the parking deck where Shaw and Dom are fighting, which causes like a cave in and Shaw goes falling into the rubble. Mm-hmm. And Dom's like, okay, I got to get this taken care of. So what he fucking does is that he, he gets in the charger, rears it back and fucking flies the charger into the air at the fucking Apache. But the, like the <laughs> but he misses because it's a fucking helicopter. So it moves out of the way. But he has a bag of nades. <laughs> and he just yeets into the fucking bitch. And then and then a condate's like, oh fuck, boom. So I, does, 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 a, does the grenades blow up on their own or, or does the rock see it and shoot it with the Vulcan cannon? I, I don't remember. One of the two. Any, Something happened. Like, the, the, the fucking bitch blows up. <laughs> he, That's all I know. It, it, he dead. He dead. He dead. So you just see the fucking rubble of because that parking deck collapses. Uh, and you just see... Uh, Dom crashed his Dodge Charger for a record fifth time in this franchise. Yeah. So then, you know, everyone's like trying to find Dom. They pull him out of the rubble. And Letty's just like, Dom! Dom! I magically remembered all my sh- my memories and shit. Remember when we got married and f- like the, f- the, the fucking timeline of Fast 4 and I have just like this fucking like gorgeous like opulent dress you and you just had a fucking tank top <laughs> because that was a thing and then you know Don, or you know because brian's like trying to you know do the sensible thing do cpr but then ladies is like stop dom <laughs> and, and so dom wakes up he says some like nonsensical one-liner that's supposed to be poignant but it's falls like, completely flat yeah like He's like, hey, he's like, you love me. Why didn't you tell me you love me? He's like, you can't, because you can't tell people you love them. <laughs> yeah, it was something stupid. I was like, why? All I don't right. know what that. It, it, it didn't work. But anyhow, Dom lives, and so, every, so everybody's like, you know, cut to. And so does Deckard Shaw. So yeah, somehow he fought like a fucking parking garage fell on top of his ass. Whatever. So the <clears throat> the rock, to, you know. Bring you know brings him down to this like third thirty story underground prison, and Jason Statham's like, "You can't keep me down here. I'm going 
I don't know why he became fucking Arnold for a minute. <laughs> I'm going to get out. And then The Rock's like, huh, I want to see you try. And it's like, I'll be there waiting for you if you do. And then it's like, <laughs> to be continued in Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> and so uh, that all the, the story and the plot's wrapped up. And so we had this cutaway to a beach where all the gang just hanging out wearing their white clothes because that's what people do at a beach. They wear white clothes, take family pictures. So you see Brian and Mia and their son just sort of playing on the beach and everybody's sort of just like wistfully um, looking at uh, looking at this little this little moment. And, th- th- and this, during this moment, the, behind the scenes, this is where Paul Walker's brother is doing like the body double for Paul because he's already... In real life, he has passed away at this moment. Yeah. So you have like this genuine moment of everyone, all the all the people in the crew saying their real life and in in world goodbyes to Brian. Yeah. And like you know, it's it's a touching moment. And you know, one thing we haven't really brought up was you know, you know, uh, both of Paul Walker's brothers were doing some body double work for the movie. And there's some moments where you can tell, but you know. You know, it it wasn't as like because I've heard people be like, "Oh, it's so bad, you can tell." You know, it's it's not. I mean, it's, 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 I've seen worse CG effects. Yeah, like you know, they're they're both pretty comparable in build and look to their brother. I mean, obviously, if they wouldn't, if they weren't, they they wouldn't have used them for doubles. But like, it's pretty solid. You know, it's not it's not yeah, like I, not I mean, garish. yeah, you can definitely see the seams, and, and maybe it's just because of like you know, knowing the circumstances behind it, you know, being a little more forgiving of it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I like, I, I know a lot of people like, Oh, it looks bad. And it's like, there, there's, there's plenty worse, like digital it, it, reconstruction. It's people. like you know, the person who said that has never seen a Neil Breen movie. <laughs> Lord. So that they have, you know, for what it's worth, it's a pretty, you know, moving moment for this sort of like mm-hmm. goodbye to Paul Walker. And, you know, Dom's character really doesn't have anything to say. And, you know, he's no no feelings, only cars. So he gets in his car, you know, he's like driving around to process his emotions. And then, you know, Brian comes up. And that's probably where it's the most obvious. Yeah. It's when he, he's kind of like, like dead eyes stare at Dom. He's like, hey, you were going to leave me, were you? And then, you know, there's like a helicopter shot where they're like driving uh, beside each other. And then uh, Brian kind of tails off into a new direction. And then, you know, it cuts to credits for Paul. It has like a montage of like Paul Walker's character from the beginning. And it has um, a song that was made for the movie uh, See You Again, which is by Wiz Khalifa and uh, Charlie Puth. And just on this song a little bit, because this was a tribute song written for um, Paul Walker, it is far and away the one of the most successful pieces of music that's come from the movie, this this whole franchise. Well, and the thing is, is like it was, a, you know, a top 40 single for a long, the longest time. And I didn't even know it was, I knew it was used in the movie. I didn't know it was for the movie. And like on that, on that bit, it's a, it's pretty impressive about just some of the, the accolades the song has like for instance um this is the the tenth song in history to go from 100 to number one in the billboard top 100 a feat that took five weeks to do and it was the first song to ha- to do this had this trajectory since 1959 damn and just some other stuff like um uh, this, despite the fact that it was it, it had this huge runaway pop success, it wasn't nominated for best song, best original song at the Oscars. Thanks, Academy. 
Well, I mean, you know the Academy. They're not going to nominate anything associated with something like this. And, and do I think these movies are, like, the pinnacle of cinema? Obviously not. But, like... The, the Academy has some double standards because a lot of the movies the Academy loves are fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, you're really going to tell me that the fucking Green Book has more, like, pathos and, like, substance in the fucking Fast movies? You know, at least the fucking Fast movies are, for the most part, fairly unproblematic. And, and like, you know, like, take 94, for instance. It's like when you have, like, groundbreaking cinema like Pulp Fiction and The Shawshank Redemption lose to fucking Forrest Gump of all movies. Which, you know, it, it's a classic in certain respects, but also, like, it's kind of dodgy by today's standards, especially in the world where, like, C is the music is caught up in the but, like, discourse. Feel, well, and, and, you know, and, and, and living in Alabama, like, it's like Leonard Skinner's Sweet Home Alabama. Forrest Gump gets ruined for you because it, it's played all the fucking time. So whatever merits like, I, I, exist I could, are just kind of beaten to the ground. Yeah, they're like I could probably quote that movie, you know, front to back, and not because I like that movie per, per se. Uh, and, and just some, some last little things about uh, "See You Again." Um, it's like even it, even though this song was debuted in 2015, it's already like a staple song for Memorial, like "Amazing Grace" or "I'll Be Missing You." Like it already has that level of like yeah. pop cultural like I stay in power. And, and in July 2017, "See You Again" was became the most watched video on YouTube until it was until a little while later it was, it was replaced by "Despacito." Which though know, that's it has some fucking you know some merits to it, and how like how much pop cultural clout this song's had, and it's it's a yeah. it's a good song, and like also like the soundtrack is it's pretty fun, like it has a you know a very wide variety of like artists and like a there's like there's thirty one artists on the fucking album, but Jesus there's only Christ. fifteen songs, which is a lot of collab, but like it's a, yeah outside of a a few weird ones. I thought it was a pretty fun album. Yeah, that's cool. So it's a nice song, and it, it came with a nice moment. Yeah, well, all I'm saying, it's not the Teriyaki Boys. It's it's hard to beat Tokyo Drift by the Teriyaki Boys. <laughs> In, insert <laughs> insert Tokyo the Drift. music here as we just fucking dance. So yeah, that's basically Fi- Furious Seven. Final thoughts. <laughs> um, final thoughts. I like I said earlier, like. The more plotty bits I was really kind of checked out of, but, like, once it got to the fucking audacious bullshit action, I was like, mm-hmm. bitch, I'm here. Yeah, like, I, I think this is on the level of Fast 6. I think I enjoyed this one a little more because the the bullshit is extra bullshittier, but, like, I, I yeah, like, definitely more of the plot, the just, like, exposition like but the excuse for this to happen the getting here from point a to point b is you, you know it, it's not the most engaging thing in the world but i will say like i i, I gave the movie a four because like the what action you, you do get it's like fuck yeah like i mean and i know like a lot of people like you know they'll they'll rope these movies in with like marvel it's like well, why do these movies make so much money and it's like i mean they're fucking spectacle. Like, yeah, that's what popcorn movies are for. Yeah, it's like, you know, not every movie can be fucking Citizen Kane, and nor, nor should every movie be that. Yeah, like, 
like there, there's allowed to be like you know a variety like you can have like the, the crazy explosion you can have the more sincere drama pieces they're both allowed to exist exactly anybody that doesn't like that you know just chill out man yeah and, and and for the most part people who don't like it they're just like oh this isn't for me but you know and uh just some last bit little little trivia i found um apparently gal dodo ha- did reprise her role with giselle in the movie like she filmed a scene where she finds letty in the ditch after the explosion in four she takes her to the hospital but for whatever reason this scene was just deleted mm-hmm. so her only credit is just like literally a picture the photo they find in Han's wreckage. Yeah. Um, let's see. Apparently, Denzel Washington was offered a role in the film, but he he, uh, he turned it down. They, 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 we don't know what the role was. He was just offered one, and he sort of politely declined. Universal wanted a big star to play a, a minor role in seven to return for a bigger role in eight, which um, we believe is the, is the Mr. Nobody role that's offered to Kurt Russell eventually. <laughs> Although uh, it's kind of funny, it's kind of funny who were the other people that were up for that role for a moment, which were such luminaries as Taylor Lautner and Halle Berry. What? Those were some uh, some contenders for, for Mister or slash possibly Mrs. Nobody. Yeah, was Taylor Lautner from the Twilight movies and Halle Berry? That would be very different. That would have been a, a different uh, tenor for the movie, yeah. I think going with Kurt Russell was the better choice. <laughs> and lastly, like I said earlier, um, only 10% of the action sequences were created using computer effects. So there's a lot of practical... Jesus. like, like uh, Just like the coordin- like Just thinking about the coordination to do all that. It's like, holy fuck. And that might be another reason why these movies probably connect more than, you know, you know, other bullshit action fair that comes, you know, that gets shot out, you know, every year. Because you can tell when things are, you know, live action, you know, like like in camera effects versus, you know, things they do in post. Yeah, because I know that's one of the reasons people enjoy, like, you know, the recent Mission Impossible because there's a lot of in-camera effect and like and, and Tom Cruise like as fucking insane as that man is I mean he does like 95% of his stunts you know like whether that's sensible or not I don't know this is also a guy who allegedly fucks fish so like if mine may not be all there <clears throat> I mean he's about to jump out of a fuck at, from like fucking space so yeah for a fat and apparently because they're still filming the next uh, Mission Impossible. Apparently, <laughs> he's keeping the whole cast and crew on two yachts up in, like, the Nordic Seas right now for filming. Okay. So, so because the people have their, 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 their qualms with, like, the Marvels and the DC being, like, too much in the way of special effects, like, too much CG, that sort of, like... Or, there, or there's a lot of stuff that could be practical but they just chose to use cg for whatever reason yeah the the fuck it we'll, we'll fix it in post mentality so like you know there there's pros and cons to all that but i feel like <laughs> that's part of the charm of the fast because like they're like we're crazy enough to do this shit for real yeah that and you know of course you know <laughs> as much as it's <laughs> memed the whole like family angle probably and like because like there's a comparable number of families in seven <laughs> because 
with the song, um, there's there's fourteen uses of the word family. Without it, there's ten. So they it's comparable to six. So there's a lot of families thrown around. So they're definitely once again, good thing we decided not to drink to this one. Because like definitely they're this is where it, the family becomes a meme at this point on. And it's just like, wow. Because I remember after we watched six and seven, it's like, bitch, I'm tired. Yeah, especially seven. I like I. It's like I felt like I'd ran a marathon. <laughs> like, and I was just sat on my ass on the couch. <laughs> it's like, this movie wore me out. Granted, we were screaming most of it, but yeah. So like, we physically exerted ourselves just from just like, what the fuck, just screaming. And and Cannon, yeah, he watched it with us too. So uh, he said this is his favorite of the Fast films, which is a good choice. It's respectable. It's a respectable choice. So huh, we made it to the end of, <laughs> of this double feature episode. Six and seven are now in our rear view, and coming up next, we have another special double feature episode which will be Fate of the Furious and Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw that will be the next installment of the Fast and Furious files you'll expect that next month if all goes well if all goes well which I will say I'm proud of us we've been sticking to our schedule it's because you know we said like that in the way and some, some things happened but you know we're getting back on it and hopefully you know knock on wood we can still expect Fast 9 in May uh, because we have a nice flanky new home theater and I I wouldn't mind watching this uh, on, on HBO Max or whatever it comes out. Hell yeah. So until next time, uh, thank you all for listening. You can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, and any RSS feed catcher out there. Be sure to like, rate, view, subscribe on all those platforms. It really helps us out. Puts us fun of these people. Keeps us high in the algorithms. And we just genuinely appreciate you when you do that. You can follow us on our socials on Twitter and Instagram at AYC Podcast, on Letterboxd and Facebook at All You Can Hear, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash All You Can Hear, and YouTube, which is also at All You Can Hear. And lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name, and my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. My name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J O N I I B O I 24, and John Unson 12 on Letterboxd. Thank you all very much. We'll be talking to you soon. And stay hungry. Stay hungry. Gotta go fast.